Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Irenic Ref Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Gross. The word Irenic means aimed at or aiming towards peace. And my goal with this podcast is to try to create a bridge between coaches and officials by showing the humanity of each other in a more robust way, which isn't always achievable in the minimal interaction the coach and official may experience during a game. With all that said, let's get to it. Today's guest has been coaching for over 40 years and officiating for the past eight years. He led the Hamlin girls to a 24-0 state championship and appeared in the state tournament two additional times with the Castlewood boys. He has around 360 career wins and has coached at seven different schools. And again, something different with our guest this evening is he started officiating when most people start retiring. He started officiating in 2015 at the age of 55. And just last year, he received his first selection as a state tournament official. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome John Rasmussen. John, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Hey, nice to be with you. Uh, I've been nervous since you uh, reached out a few weeks ago about this, so hopefully it goes well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're just having a conversation here, John. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, I didn't really mention it in the intro because I thought it was something significant and I, I I'll, I'll name drop here a little bit. I reached out to a guy by the name of Ryan deal. I think, you know, that name sports writer, maybe not. He I think he writes for six Oh five sports. Um, so everyone should check out his work there. Um, but I reached out to him to confirm something and he, he said he thinks, but he wasn't for sure. He was going to do a little more digging. I asked, has anyone ever played in a state basketball tournament coached? in a state basketball tournament and officiated in a state basketball tournament. And he could not think of one. And I asked, I asked that because John, you have done all three of those. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, so yeah. Um, have you heard I, anything? Have you heard anything different uh, about that? Has well, anyone ever said anyone when, else has done that? When it first dawned on me, I kind of started going through some, some people and one name a couple of names came to, to mind. Um, Wayne Carney. I okay. don't know if he had played in a state basketball tournament, but uh, I know he's he was an official and uh, a really good basketball coach. And then over at uh, DeSmith, um, what is the name? Oh, legendary coach at DeSmith. You know who I'm talking about, right? Uh, is it? I, I mean, the only reason one I know is the Grunhagen. Well, uh, before Mar McCune. Jeez. Okay. Yep. Yep. You know, I, I know he played in a state basketball tournament. He's, you know, obviously coaching the state basketball tournament, numerous state championships. And I know he was an official at one okay. time. So I think those two names come to mind. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm waiting to see if Ryan will get back to me on that, but I think it's, it's something that's noteworthy, um, especially because, yeah, most people, like I said in the intro, they don't they don't start getting into officiating when they think they're done with coaching. They <laughs> tend to just sit on the sidelines and 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 just enjoy the game. But I think yeah. you enjoy the game too much to just kind of let it sit that way. Is that yeah. right? You know, I want to stay involved, and this was a good way. You know, 
as a coach, you have a whistle in your mouth every day at practice. Yep. You're making calls all the time. You're, you're, uh, you're not making calls uh, at times to get your kids to fight through a non-call. You're making some touchy calls and all that kind of stuff. And you get some feedback from your kids and everything like that. So um, it was uh, close to one of the last practices that I had with the Castwood boys that I thought, you know, maybe I should try going into officiating after this. And uh, I went into the locker room and uh, at the time uh, the officials were getting ready for a girls game that night. And uh, Fodness comes in the superintendent with the checks. And uh, I go, how much you pay those guys? And he goes way too much. And I said, <laughs> well, you know, I'm thinking about going into officiating. I said, I've never missed a call from the bench. And uh, I thought I'd get a laugh out of those officials, but they all kind of gave me a dirty look. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. Um, I was kind of going to ask about that, the transition between coaching and officiating. Was it was it because, like I, like we talked about, you loved the game, you wanted to give back? Was it Was there an interaction you had with an official that caused that or just – I just uh, uh, kind of a want to stay connected. Well, you know, when I was younger, um, I was uh, like a junior and a senior. I would go down to the city auditorium in Watertown and officiate city league men's basketball. Yeah. And I, what? That was tough. That was tough. <laughs> and uh, then I went on to college. I played college football at Northern, but then I, I went down and I, I got involved with, uh, officiating the city league in Aberdeen, which was pretty good basketball. And so I had kind of a, you know, a little bit of experience with it, but my, my life goal was to coach. And so mm -hmm. I just pretty much stayed with that. And then throughout the years in coaching, yeah, I ran into a lot of really good officials and, uh, and uh, a couple of guys that came out of Watertown, Kurt Ayersman and uh, Brian, uh, man, I can't, uh, stem whittle. I remember having them, uh, numerous times. And I, and, and what I liked about those officials is that they would let you talk to them. Okay. Mm -hmm. You had a concern or anything. And, uh, so I thought, well, you know, after all the years of coaching and I was, I was pretty tough on officials, um, to the point where, you know, uh, I had to calm down and uh, not embarrass myself, my team, my family, the school, that type of thing. And uh, I thought, well, once I become an official, I'm going to be able to, I want to, I want to be that type of person like Stem Whittle and Ayersman where, where if you had a question from a coach, then I'm going to, I'm going to stand, you know, near and we're going to talk it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's good. To, that's good to hear and good to know. Um, and I think that's something to to take home for every official is, um, yeah, just let that, let that, let that, lend that coach an ear and let them at least uh, let mm -hmm. hear them out and what they have to say. And then yeah. if, if it just don't agree, then we can move on with it hopefully. Um, yeah. but yeah, let's, let's get a little bit more into, um, your personal, your personal life, who you are, your family, some hobbies. Go ahead and just tell us a little bit about that stuff. Well, um, like I said, I'm, I'm, originally from Watertown and uh, had really good experience playing sports in Watertown and had some outstanding coaches, uh, track, basketball, football. And uh, that inspired me to go into coaching. 
And so when I talked to uh, people, uh, they said, well, if you're going to be a coach, you want to go to Northern. That's where the coaches go. And so I decided to go to Northern, played football, got my teaching coaching degree, and then started off at, at South Shore. In the meantime, uh, you know, starting off my first job, I got married that summer to Lori uh, Snyder. And we've been married for uh, close to uh, 45 years now. And uh, we had uh, two children. I got a, a daughter who uh, lives right here in Volga. Uh, her husband's Matt Cadwell. Um, you know, Matt. Um, yep. Yep. So we got together a few years ago and started this experience with uh, officiating. And then I have a son uh, who's uh, living in Minneapolis right now, and he's uh, working with a uh, a company that helps school districts with their websites and that okay. type of thing. You know, he's kind of into education right now too, a little bit. And so uh, over the years, it's just been kind of starting off at the, the class B level and in, in basketball. And also, you know, all these years, I also been coaching football at some level and track. And so, uh, you know, three seasons out of the year, I stay busy. And uh, that's kind of when I gave up coaching. That was kind of the, the idea was, you know, stay busy. Uh, yeah. I've been at all my life. And so um, it worked out really well. And I worked from uh, 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 the class B level to class A at Hamlin and Redfield. And then I went to the double A level at uh, Brookings and in class uh, uh, or in girls basketball, I've been at the class B and class A level. And so the only one I haven't been to is uh, double A, but that's not going to happen in girls. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about uh, coaching, you talked about officiating, um, even, even some football in there, some track in there. Is there any other hobbies? You got like do you golf, do you play beanbag, something like that? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, not, you know, I do a little golfing. I've worked at a, a golf course for 18 seasons on the okay. grounds. And, uh, if I tell you what, if you want to ruin your golf game, work at a golf course. Cause by the time you get done, you don't want to go back and play. So <laughs> I still play a little bit. Um, I still in, in, involved with, uh, uh, middle school football and at Sioux Valley and, uh, Matt Cadwell and I are, are coaching that together. And, uh, other than that, you know, uh, family, uh, the Cadwells, uh, a shout out to them. They have six kids. So I have six grandkids with them, uh, from age 10 all the way down to uh, about two months. And so it's going to be a lot of years of following those guys around. Well, yeah, that sounds like fun. Um, yeah, I just remember, I said this on another show, but I just remember my grandparents every time it seemed like I had a game or, I had an event, they'd always be there for the most part. And it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy how, you know, you're invested in your kids within your grandkids. It's another, it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. I missed, I missed the oldest ones, uh football game the other day and uh, he scored a touchdown and it's his first one. He's in fourth grade and, uh, and Matt goes, well, you'll never live that down. He'll never yeah. let you live down that you missed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you'll, you'll probably get to see plenty more, but oh, yeah, yeah that, that first one is kind of, uh, yeah, an interesting one. So, um, you talked about some guys in that area that someone had an influence of you to, to start officiating. 
Um, let's let's even go both directions. Who was an influence for you to to start coaching? Is that something just in your family? And then along with that, were there some people who influenced you to get into officiating um, besides Matt and besides like the the Brian you're talking about and the, and the other one? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with coaching, it, it, like I said, it started with my high school coaches. And uh, once I got into coaching, I met a guy named Darwin Hofer, or no, excuse me, um, um, Dave, Dave Hofer. Um, at the time, he was uh, at Coleman and uh, a job opened up midway through, I was going to South Dakota State at the time, midway through the uh, school year. And they said, ah, come on down, you can be uh, assistant boys basketball in and assistant track under this Dave Hofer. And I said, Hey, that sounds really good. And uh, from that experience, Hofer kind of was my mentor for many years. Um, he became a coach at Yankton at one time, uh, boys coach and uh, really helped me out. And then he, he had uh, some health issues and, and then passed away at an early age. And that was, it was quite uh devastating to you know everybody that knew uh Hof. and uh when I started at South Shore Ron Jensen was my assistant coach you know and I'm like 24 years old and he was right around 40 and so he had a big influence on me and uh, I learned a lot from Ronnie he's still doing well up at South Shore um he had some really good uh kids um, that I was able to coach. And then a couple of his daughters, after I left, they uh, finished undefeated state champions, Waverly South Shore girls basketball. And uh, his son-in-law is the head boys coach at Brandon Valley, Nelson. Okay. And so over the years, you know, those people really helped with, uh, with the uh, basketball and coaching. And then with, with officiating um, the area, uh, officials like Pete and Gary and Terry Duffy and, and James Benning and, and guys like that. When I, I said, well, I'm going to go into this. And, you know, I went to the regional meeting and that was kind of weird because, you know, now I've coached all these years. I'm sitting around with these officials <laughs> that I used yeah. to chew up <laughs> and uh, they go, Hey, you know, um, that's kind of about the time three man go a bit more at the class B and, and, and levels and so forth. And, uh, they go, Hey, we'll bring you along, you know? And, uh, and Gary, I remember Gary saying, well, you'll, you'll do fine because you know the game. And I think that helps a little along the way that you, you know, you got the experience as a player and as a coach and all, you know, all the years of watching basketball, you kind of know the game. The, the biggest challenge was the mechanics mm-hmm. and thing. And, and so once the, that kind of stuff fell into place, um, it kind of went uh, my way. And then I got to give a shout out to uh, Paul Seville down at the Pentagon. Yeah. And when I first started off, I'd, I'd go down on a weekend and work about 22 games. I couldn't hardly walk when I went to school on Monday. <laughs> and, uh and he kept having me come back and work in these youth basketball games. And I'm still doing those uh, to this point right now. I still go down and I don't do as many to try to kind of conserve my body a little bit. But uh, I tell you what, uh, Matt uh, Cadwell and I went down and, you know, we probably worked well over a thousand games. 
And we talk about this all the time. You know, people that uh, want to go into officiating, if you can get yourself into that kind of situation and work all those games, you're going to get you're going to get some heat. You're going to get heat from the parents. You're going to get heat from the coaches and even the players. But uh, you believe in yourself and you're always thinking about getting better. All those games just help tremendously because I've seen that. I get in a situation. Oh, yep. I've seen that before. Here's where we're going to go with that, you know, and trial and error and that type of thing. You kind of, and, and then you kind of work on your mechanics. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to work on this, you know, especially when they got rid of the punch, mm-hmm. you know, go with the hand behind, you know, you kind of just work on all those kinds of uh, things during those youth games. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I mean, I think it helps like what you were talking about. Oh, I've seen this. It's a catalog in your head. It's like, okay, I've seen this play before and now I can, I I can be slower with my whistle because Mm -hmm. I know that, and not necessarily, we're not calling a foul. We're seeing a play happen and we're like, okay, that's a good play. We're going to let this kid score the basket and we're going to keep going here. Or if we were to blow it too soon, we'd take a layup away from a guy and Mm -hmm. we're like, we don't want to do that either. And so we catalog the play being like, oh, I might've called that one a little quick this time. Maybe next yep. time I'll, I'll wait a half a second and see what he can do with this. And you kind yep. of alluded to that in your, when you were saying in your practices, you would maybe get a quick one on your players to say, Hey, stop doing mm-hmm. that. Or you would let them play through something to see what would, what would, yep. would happen there. Mm-hmm. And, and so how do you, how do you as an official, um, I mean, you talk about games over and over catalog. How do you approach a game where you're like, or any sort of situation where you're like, I've, I need to work on this. Do you just say that over in your head? Like I'm going to work on this throughout this game or how do you mentally go about working on something that you want to work on? Um, went down to the Pentagon. They had uh, a college major college game going on. And John Higgins was one of the officials and along with the other two. And they came in and, and they did kind of a little clinic. I don't know. Did you go to that at all? Um, I'm trying to remember, I don't know if it was that one. I went to another one when, uh, Kelly Pfeiffer was there. So I'm not sure if that's the same one or not. You know, he might've been. Yeah. I think he was there at the time. And, uh, one of the things Higgins uh, said, um, that really stuck with me is, um, he says how he's going to approach that game that night. He says, I'm going to start off slow. And I'm going to back it down from there. So I go into each game thinking I'm just going to start off slow and, and get slower from there in terms of how I see things and how I do my mechanics and, uh, you know, just have that calming little thing in my head in terms of how I approach things. But, you know, every game is different. I, I come away from every game. You know, I do a lot of games with Matt. I do a lot of games with uh, Jordan Fast. And uh, every time, you know, at the at the half or even, you know, before the game, at half, after the game, on the, on the ride home, we're talking about everything and how mm-hmm. we can. Yeah. And so when you say slow it down, um, you're talking about just perception or explain that a little bit more. Yeah, just how you how you're seeing the game. Just you know, don't get too don't get too fast with stuff. You know, slow things down. You make your call, 
you, you know, you give your preliminary, you're doing, you know, you go to the table, everything's kind of just a slow process a little bit because uh, I found when, when I first started, if you speed up, that's when you, you make mistakes. Yeah. I was just going to ask that question. If when you were first starting, did you, did you find yourself going a little too fast at the beginning? And <laughs> I remember when I went to my first jamboree at uh, Brookings uh, middle school yeah. and area, you know, uh, beers and, and those guys were all there. I mean, I was sucking air so much, you know, and they just say, Hey, you just got to calm down here a little bit. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're just going so fast. Yeah. For sure. So that's kind of a fun story about officiating. Um, but I'm sure you've got a few more that you can share with us. Uh, so even coaching as well. Tell me a tell me a fun story you have about officiating, and tell me a fun story you've had about coach with coaching. Whether that's a team, whether that's an interaction, whether that's a memorable experience, anything like that. Um, you know, I've had so many different jobs over the years you know you're always trying to work your way up a little further and, and so forth like that so i was right now in this part of my life i get kind of confused in decades sometimes uh but uh i um one of the the coaching stories was uh i'm uh coaching the castwood boys in esteline and it's a close game and uh Throughout most of that year, I only went six deep. Uh, and uh, so uh, we ended up, I think, winning by 19. <clears throat> and on my way to the locker room, um, uh, I hear this, hey, coach, hey, coach, wait up. And I turn around, and there's a guy wheeling a, a gal in a wheelchair. And uh, I go, yeah, what's, you know, what's going on? She goes, how many, how many players did you play tonight? And I, I look at my assistant and I go, well, we played six, right? He goes, yep, we played six. She goes, well, that's BS. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, is this a grandmother of one of my bench players that I didn't get into the game that night? So <laughs> I went into the locker room and I go, hey, who's got a grandma that lives in Esteline? And they're all looking at me like, we don't, we don't. It just happened to be, uh, you know, an Esteline fan that was just mad that uh, because we won by 19, I didn't play enough players. So the next day I go to school and the custodian and I, and I, I started talking to him about it. He's familiar with the people up in Esteline and he knew who that uh, person was and uh, never thought anything about it. Next day, I have a student teacher that was out in the gym uh, uh, doing class and, uh, Lou Egerbrotten, who used to be the, uh, secretary for the AD at Brookings happened to be subbing in the office. She comes in, she goes, John, you got a visitor. And I'm going, Hmm. All right. So, uh, I look over at my door and I see, uh, wheels from a wheelchair start coming around the corner. And then a woman in a, in a red sweater, with an old lady's mask on, the hair stood up on the back of my neck, <laughs> thinking, oh my God, what is she doing here? And it was uh, our uh, head cook who uh, the janitor had talked to her about <laughs> about what happened. And I tell you what, so we, I took a picture and everything with her, but uh, that one stands out as far as coaching. That's, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll never forget that. 
And then as far as officiating, it was just a little funny thing that happened. I'm, I'm doing a, a game, a youth game down in Harrisburg and Becky Flynn, I don't know what her married name is, but she's an outstanding player that uh, played for Wakanda for her dad. And she's coaching her boys youth team. And I know Ron Flynn, you know, he's now, you know, a legend in coaching and he's sitting along the side. And, uh, so the ball goes out of bounds right in front of him. And, uh, uh, it was a blue team. Uh, it went out on, uh, white and, uh, Becky's team was wearing white and I, I blew my whistle, put the hand up and I said, Boop, pointed, I said, blues ball. And, and, uh, I hear Ron over there. He says, uh, how was that blues ball? I walked over and I pretended I this was this guy's first ever basketball game. And I said, well, sir, I said, when it went off White's leg out of bounds, that means it's going to go blues way. That's how it works. And he starts laughing. He goes, oh, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and Cadwell was officiating with me at the time. And I, I told him that story. I go, yeah, I act like Ron Flynn. Never had seen a basketball game before in his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun when, uh, yeah, you can have those interactions when you know the, the result of that is probably going to end in a, in, a, in a good, gracious kind of interchange there. And, and yeah. I think that's kind of true with a lot of the uh, coaches that we have in our state. You can, not in a rude way, but you can have a, a pretty straightforward and, and kind of sarcastic tone, and they can also re respond in a sarcastic and fun way. And it makes the game a little more interesting and more fun to be a part of. Oh, yeah. James Benning. Yeah. When I was, when I was coaching Castlewood, we were playing Millbank, and uh, they, they sent one of my kids out of the game because he had blood on his uniform. And it was one of my better players. And a little bit later, as we're scrambling to try to get the blood off or get a new uniform, another player they sent out, his twin brother. I'm going, what's going on here? And uh, pretty soon, a little bit later, a third player had to go out because of blood on their uniform. I go, we got to figure this out. And uh, finally, it was a, a middle bank kid that had his hand you know, they were looking around and he had his hand behind his back and he had blood on it, you know, coming off one of the fingers. And I'm, I'm hot because there's three players. I'm trying to scramble, get uniforms on that type of thing. And uh, so there's a huge delay in the game because of all this. And then I said, I want a timeout. And Benny's he's way down on the baseline. He goes, I think we're beyond that point right now, coach. <laughs> We're going to move along. <laughs> I'll never forget that. He goes, I think we're beyond that right now. So that's, that's yeah. very, that's very James Benning. It seems <laughs> yeah. like. See, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot from James. James likes to talk and he likes to talk to, you know, from the time he, he hits the floor with the fans, the players, the, the table, all that kind of stuff. He brings that little uh, aspect of his personality to the game. And I always appreciated that out of, uh, how James uh, officiates. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's, that's kind of a fun and memorable interaction with James um, or with an official. Um, have you as an official had a memorable or interaction, a good one with a coach within the past eight years? 
You know, I, one thing I think if you ask coaches about me, yeah, you know, they might not necessarily like some of my calls or anything like that from time to time, but I don't go into a gym thinking, uh, oh, I got this coach tonight. And I don't think when I enter the gym, the coaches think, oh, we got Rasmussen tonight. Mm-hmm. I try to be, you know, uh, one thing I haven't done in, in all my years of, of officiating, I haven't given a, a, given a coach a technical foul. Um, it's probably come close, but I'm going to do everything in my power to try to de-escalate the situation and not bring it to that. And uh, so that's kind of what I pride myself on. And, uh, you know, I did the state basketball tournament this year and had the uh, third and fourth place game in the, in the, in the state A with Hamlin and Elk Point Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And those are two fiery type of coaches. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, they got on me a little bit. But, you know, I kind of worked my way through and, and tried to explain some things. And, and uh, afterwards, uh, I'm working a youth basketball tournament, and Neuendorf comes up and says, hey, nice job at the state basketball tournament. So that made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, it's always nice to um, have those coaches come up to you, even even after the fact. I mean, I, I had a, a similar interaction with a different coach, came up to me a week later and said the same thing, not about the state tournament, but just about officiating in general. And so – it's always nice to hear that and, and kind of also gives you like, I don't know, after the time they've had to cool down and whatnot, it kind of, right. you know, you, we get back to this point of what I'm trying to create with this podcast is we just see the humanity in each other and, and just want to, you know, congratulate each other for what we've done that year. But yeah. uh, following up with that, um, I like talking about rules. I'm a big rules guy. Many people don't necessarily like that and how, uh, if you've ever been to a region meeting with me, sometimes it gets drawn out because I try to talk about rules a lot. But is there a rule that when you were coaching or when you've been officiating that you've been glad was added? And then on the flip side, was there one that you're like, I don't know if I really like that rule or I don't like that it was added or I wish maybe it would be modified a bit? I don't know. I kind of go with the, the punches in terms of the rules, you know, try to learn them as best as possible. And then as a coach, you, you know, we took the we took the test and we weren't really fully invested in the rules you know mm-hmm. we were more x's and o's and i remember working up a, a boys uh sdsu team camp when i first started with cherry duffy and i started talking at halftime about what the other team needed to do to break the press and he goes uh you gotta start thinking about the, you know the officiating side of it <laughs> like oh yeah you're you're right and as an official, you know, um, I know you enjoy this. And I've, I brought it up to a few people and I go, what's that? But I go, the five play Friday is uh, a really good thing that uh, now that I'm retired, I, you know, I, I like to sit down with my cup of coffee and, and watch all the, those uh, clips and things like that and, and hear other people's uh, viewpoints on, on the rules and, and how to administer them. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see, and I don't know what level does this, but I'd like to see at the high school level, like the five second closely guarded, uh, count, uh, when somebody's dribbling, I'd like to see that kind of dropped. Yeah. Uh, if they want, if 
they want to dribble around forever with a, with a shot clock, that's fine. If they're holding the ball, you know, that's a different story because now you're, you know, the ball's dead and you got defense up and, and working hard. But uh, I think if they just wanted to dribble, uh, the thing that's going to change this year is the, the um, five team fouls. I yep. like that. Uh, some don't, but I kind of like that uh, aspect. I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've heard uh, both ways. The funny thing is, I, I, there are some coaches that, like, let's say De Beers, for example, he's seen his kid play with those rules in the women's college game, and the yeah. game has changed drastically. It's it's uh, kind of kept the game at a good pace, and so yeah. I think there's some there's that some level that's going to help keep the game at a good pace. Other ones, who knows? It, it may be something that just doesn't affect the game at all. It's just they get two extra shots instead of one. Which could be interesting yeah. in late game situations, but again, you still got to make free throws. So, mm-hmm. um, and just the one last question to follow everything up today. Um, you know, being a coach, being an official, uh, you you kind of know maybe what you don't like hearing from an official and what you as an official, you know, like to say to coaches. What's something that you would recommend to a younger official? Uh, how to like in a way to like start being a good official and how to like get to be a, a better official or e- even like interacting with coaches. How do you do that better? Maybe that whole gamut of um, kind of advice for a newer official. Yeah. I mean, as an official, you got to stand by your call, you know, and there's going to be situations where, Oh man, you know, you could kind of a second guess, but when you make the call, you, you put, you know, air in a whistle, you're strong with the mechanics um, you know, even if you think you got it wrong, you got to act like you got it right. And now if a coach wants to interact about that type of thing, there has been occasions where, uh, you know, I'm saying, well, you, you know, you might have a case there a little bit. Um, I really don't want to talk a whole lot because, you know, years ago they say, uh, you can't be misquoted if you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, like you said, kind of lend an ear. You know, kind of shake the head a little bit that you you hear what's going on and then move on from there and uh, don't let it compound. And uh, next play, it's like coaching. You know, you always tell your kids next play, next play. And so as an official, you guys tell yourself next play. You can't dwell on it. Yep. Cool. So if I heard you right, basically, if you make a call, stick with it. But if you're still questioning it, don't let it compound. Don't don't keep going like, oh, crud, I missed that one. And then yeah. along with that, get to the next play. Let's officiate the next play and be like 100% on that next play. Yeah. Okay, perfect. John, thanks again. I appreciate you uh, uh, making the time to be on the show this evening. And with that, uh, yeah, like I said, thanks, John. Anything else you have to say? No. Hey, I appreciate your uh, what you're doing, putting this out there. And uh we can always have better relationships in everything we do in life. And so, uh, you, you know, you know, sports for you and, and for us is very important. And, uh, you know, we want to, we want to do the best for the kids. And so the, the real relationship between officials and coaches will help in that area. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree. And that's, that's exactly why I wanted to get this rolling and start it. But yeah, thanks again, John and everybody else. Thanks All for right. watching. Thanks for watching this evening. We'll have the, we'll see you next time.